0: I'm heather roberts here with u.s senator ron wyden thank you sir first of all for taking the time to talk with us today about uh, just a wide range of topics
1: thanks for having me
0: you are running for re-election in november yes and uh you do have an opponent republican jewelry perkins and in the interest of fairness we did reach out to her she and i have had an email exchange she so far has yet to schedule an interview but i will continue trying so for our listeners who want to hear from republican jerry perkins we are doing our best to try and find time in the schedule to get her on the air as well but first we're going to talk to you senator you are a democrat from oregon you have served in the u.s senate for a very long time what is it like running for reelection this year compared to past seasons that you've gone through?
1: What I have always done, and this hasn't changed, is to say, Heather, the best politics is good policy. So what I have been doing is my job. For example, I pledge, nobody had ever done it before, to have an open to everyone Uh, town hall meeting in each county every year. So I've had 1,027 of them. I just wrapped up in Wallawa. And one of the issues that I heard is something I hear about in small communities across the state. And that is, you know, Wallowa, the city of Wallawa, of course, was just clobbered with this hail. And the FEMA rules are written mostly for bigger communities where there's more density. And Uh, larger populations. So what I've already begun to do is reach out to senators. I'm gonna talk to senators of both political parties because I think those FEMA rules, and there are a lot of good people, a decent, honorable people who work for FEMA, but the rules haven't kept up with the times. So uh, when I go to communities and focus on doing my job, I think that really is also the best
0: politics. Obviously, the last couple of years, not as easy to host in-person town hall meetings. Are you back to doing those in-person now? What we have done, it's kind of a hybrid. For example, uh, as soon as
1: we wrapped up for the pre-election period, I came home and I did an Eastern Oregon swing. We got in the car. And what I would do is send out a notice that everybody in the county could have a chance to ask questions. And we went to a place, like, for example, I went to the Wallawa Chieftain, and it's the newspaper, it's widely respected, and I took calls from there. And then, of course, I went out and met with the mayor and the local officials, and we focused particularly on how they would recover uh, from the hail, because uh, government has to get that relief uh, to them quickly because, it, as you know, it snows pretty early up there. You know, they can have snow by uh, Thanksgiving, certainly. And I don't want senior citizens climbing up on all those roofs trying to make those repairs that they need to as a result of the hails. So um, what I do is uh, we get in the car, we go to the com- communities. Uh, uh, I've done this with uh, most of the rural communities, either go and set up at the local newspaper. We make it clear that people can call, that there are no restrictions on calls. Everybody can do it. And then I get out like I did in Wallowa and talk to folks in, com- in the community about specific problems.
0: With the COVID restrictions easing, are you going to go back to having in-person town halls with I can't I soon? can't
1: wait, Heather. I mean, there's nothing... I like more than being able to have an Oregonian be able to look you in the eye and say, Hey, this is what's on my mind. And, uh, you know, I really want to do that. I think we've also learned that seniors and others sometimes like uh, the uh, online sessions, it's harder for them to get out, but I can't wait to be back to doing those meetings in, in person. And uh, I want everybody to, uh, to know that uh, when I come to the community, I'm all over Main Street and stop at the grocery stores.
0: But no timeline for when that will happen?
1: Well, I just hope uh, certainly uh, as we look at trying to deal with uh, the fall and the prospect of additional variants that we can start in-person town meetings as soon as we can. Uh, I've had hundreds and hundreds of them, and uh, I think it is really the best of uh, the democratic uh, kind of process. And uh, uh, we're doing hybrids for now. We're going to go to in-person town meetings just as quickly as we can.
0: Let's talk a little about election security. Obviously, with you on the ballot, it takes a a more personal turn for you. But in the last couple of years, Oregon's mail-in voting, absentee voting around the country has really taken center stage. A lot of conversations about how Mm -hmm. secure Oregon's elections are compared to the rest of the country. Are you at all concerned about misinformation or just that security in general going into November?
1: Yes. And we have been talking to local officials. The Oregon legislature, for for example, has uh, been very concerned about the prospect of local officials being intimidated. It sought to impose some penalties for that sort of thing. What I've tried to uh, say is The beauty of our system is we've always kept it bipartisan. I'm the first United States Senator elected by mail. I'm a Democrat. The second United States Senator elected by mail was a Republican, Gordon Smith. And one of the things I admired so much was our late Secretary of State, Dennis Richardson, basically told. President Trump, he was way off base in attacking Oregon's vote by mail system, Dennis Richardson, our, our late uh, secretary of state. So we've always kept it bipartisan. That's what we need uh, to do. I'm glad the Oregon legislature has moved to send a powerful message. We're going to protect our elected uh, officials. and. Uh, Uh, I continue to support efforts at the at the federal level, the John Lewis Voting Rights Advancement Act, their host of bills at the federal level to send that message uh, as well. And uh, I think we should remember, uh, apropos of Oregon's uh, system, Dennis Richardson was a very conservative uh, Republican and he was unafraid to speak the truth. And that's what Oregonians expect about elected officials.
0: Let's talk real briefly, backing up a little bit, you mentioned your politics, your record is what you are running on. We only have about three minutes left to chat. So give me just kind of that 50,000 foot view. Well,
1: we we did pretty much 10 years worth of legislating in the last few months. I'm the lead author uh, of the Inflation Reduction Act. It came from the Senate Finance Committee. Uh, We had a historic investment in climate change, biggest ever. Built around the 260 billion dollars in clean energy tax credits, where I threw the tax code in the garbage can, and I said, the more you reduce carbon, the bigger your tax savings. Uh, the prescription drug uh, uh, savings—that's a big policy that helps us to reduce uh, inflation because it reduces uh, uh, costs. I worked on that bill for years, and in fact, part of it's already gone into effect. The anti-inflation, uh, pe- excuse me, the anti-price gouging penalties that went into effect October 1st and then the effort to target tax cheats. And also, in addition to that, I wrote the uh, provisions for the semiconductor legislation uh, that is gonna encourage manufacturing and semiconductors and was able to, uh, in the recovery plan the spring of 2021, get $113 million in federal assistance for small Oregon rural communities for transportation and broadband. That's just in the last few months.
0: The president was in Portland. He dropped your name a lot during his speech. Do you think his support helps you in Oregon?
1: Whenever you talk about urgently needed policy, Heather, I think that constitutes good policy and it is good politics. So the president focused, as I have, on the Inflation Reduction Act that's going to save people hundreds of dollars on those clean energy tax credits. Uh, The focus of Saturday was on prescription drugs. I led the fight to finally beat pharma on the floor of the United States Senate. Pharma was guarding that prohibition on Medicare uh, not being able to negotiate. They guarded that uh, provision that kept Medicare from negotiating like it was some kind of holy grail. Seniors thought it was a curse, and we lifted the curse. For the first time, seniors are gonna have real leverage at the bargaining table. The anti-price gouging provisions went into effect this October. We're gonna start negotiating on the most expensive drugs next year, cancer and uh, arthritis drugs. There's a cap on insulin. There's a cap on out-of-pocket expenses. It may sound boring, Heather, but it's what I've felt since I went into public service. The best politics is doing good policy and I think in those last few minutes, the kinds of issues that uh, I'm mentioning are really good policy, and it really helps you know Oregonians who are getting clobbered when they go to the pharmacy line or the grocery store.
0: We are at a time this is probably our last chance you and I are going to chat in this capacity before the election. Last word, 30 seconds. What do you have to say to voters?
1: People understand my record. There's a lot more to do. We haven't talked, for example, about housing. We haven't talked about mental mental health. We haven't talked about natural resources. Those, because we only have 20 or so seconds, they'll be right at the top of my agenda. And on housing, Democrats don't say this often. I'm a supply sider. We've got to increase supply.
0: Oregon Senator Ron Wyden, we appreciate you taking the time to talk with us. Thanks for having me. You're listening to FM News 100.1 FM and 1110 KBND.